Jesse Allen here at Trade Talk in Kansas City and have the pleasure of catching up with Tom Haig, National Corn Growers Association. Tom, it is good to see you, sir. How are you? Good. Thanks, Jesse, for having me here. So, you know, it's uh, I've been into my presidency for a little over a month and uh, we're starting off running right to get through at harvest and now it's go to go to meeting time and, uh, you know, get our voice across uh, the airwaves and uh, yeah. see what happens. You're starting off running and uh, no shortage of things to talk about here as you come into your presidency at NC. GA, Tom. I, I think top of mind, Next Gen Fuels Act, everything surrounding biofuels. We're waiting on RFS news from EPA. There's just there's a lot going on in the uh, ethanol biofuel space right now. That's exactly right, you know, and one of our main goals is with uh, Next Gen's Fuel Act is, you know, we got it introduced last two years ago in the House, this past summer in the, the Senate. Well, now we got to, you know, we got to reintroduce our bill again, but I think we're going to have better traction because we got bipartisan on both sides. We've already got it in both sides of the House. It's just a matter of now getting ourselves pushed with our politicians to get it going and uh, Hopefully it works down coming down the road. Well, obviously we have a lot of champions uh, on both sides of the aisle in both houses of Congress in the Midwest. And we look at that and we look maybe at, at them trying to lead and, and convince maybe some other senators who are maybe on some of the other parts of the country that don't understand the impact of corn ethanol. I think that's maybe part of the, the whole deal with the Next Gen Fuels Act. That's that they don't understand. But one of the things I think that helped us this past summer was when gas prices got up. Yep. You know, in California, they're using E85. The, the, the ones that were fortunate enough to have a flex fuel vehicle, they were getting gas for 2 to $3 cheaper. Sure. You know, around our area... We were buying unleaded 88 for 50 cents to 60 cents a gallon cheaper than 87. So that's a start. So you hope you can talk about that to the politicians and say, this is what we can do with ethanol if we give us a chance. I know E15 as well, uh, looking for year-round E15. That's uh, been something that's been in the news also. What's the latest you're hearing there, Tom? We're, uh, you know, it, it's still there, but one of the things that we had, would we had some the Midwest governors write a letter yeah. to, the, to the president and say, hey, this is how important this product is for our states. And it was bipartisan. That get alone is, shows how important this thing is, and uh, I think it's got some traction where... Maybe not. We're not. Uh, we're going to see. It's not that it's we, we. It's a slam dunk yet. But we've got good feelings that that can get pushed through. And uh, you know, it's just it's that much better for the air by just five more percent than our ten percent that we're using right now. So the bad part about it is the corn farmer sees all the positives in it. It's to convincing all the other people of the positives in it also. Very true. Very true. Let's talk farm bill. Uh, now that we got through the midterms, we mostly have a decent idea who's controlling what chambers of the house and the senate etc um and we got to start thinking about the 2023 farm bill I, I know there's a lot of different things to go into a farm bill negotiation what are some of the things top of mind for ncga going into the farm bill our our number one priority going into the, to this new farm bill we're gonna let them know is with crop insurance you know it's that safety net that the farmer uses it's a private public entity and it works. I mean, uh, we don't. You don't take crop insurance out there to say we're going to try to make money off it. It's that safety net in case you don't get the crop that you're going to get a little bit of money, money back to get your bills paid for this year, and hopefully next year it's uh, you know you get it back to a normal year. But that is the main goal: leave crop insurance alone. Don't tie it to conservation use. Don't do that. Leave it right where it's at, and uh, farmers use it and they like it. 
Very true. Another thought that I, I'd love your thoughts on as well. I know we have the possibility of this rail strike still on the table, and I can't imagine you know what that would do if it were to happen for farmers, for agriculture, for the entire supply chain. What are some of the things that you're seeing with NCGA as as you look at this rail strike and we watch how this develops? That's you know it's we're fortunate we made it through harvest this year that we didn't have it during that time. That really would have been a bottleneck. But you know where I live in Minnesota, our river the river freezes up yep. and the river's low right now anyway. But we freeze up. So one of our ways to get rid of corn is going to the Pacific Northwest by rail or soybeans going that way. So I mean that's important and not only do they haul our product i mean we got fertilizers coming in out of canada for for us i mean it would cripple plus food being transported around yes. and other things to the other parts of the our country so a rail strike would really put us in damper because then all we'd have left is trucking companies available and we all know how short trucking companies are of helpers you go by every sign there or trucking company around they got big signs out looking for drivers so it would be a hard, hard situation if this would to, to, to come about. Definitely. Very true. Tom, before I let you go, anything else uh, on your mind right now uh, with what NCGA is watching uh, throughout agriculture that's affecting corn growers? Well, you know, and the other thing is we're watching because we've got these, uh, you know, these issues with the glyphosate and atrazine. Yes. You know, yes. and that's, that's, that's huge. And they want us to be sustainable. We need those products in our toolbox because if we go away from some of those, that means we got to use more tillage or we got to go do something else. More trips across the field, we're not going to be as sustainable as we are right now. So those are ones, the scientific data is out there. Believe in that. Atrazine's been around for over 60 years. It's a safe product. So yeah, uh, that's the two that we just say, leave them in our toolbox. We're happy then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're just happy then. One of many issues that I know you guys are fighting for, uh, for our corn farmers. And, uh, Tom, appreciate the time here during Trade Talk. I know we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you a lot for this opportunity, Jesse. And like I say, thank you for your group to get our voice out to the people so that they know what's going on.